0: Guys, Timp here of Go Mode, a link to the past randomizer podcast. Got a really nice episode lined up for you here, but before we get into that, got some pretty major podcast news we need to talk about first. So, uh, after speaking with Axial, uh, we have decided um, he's going to go ahead and step down as one of the full time co hosts of the show. Uh, we love Axial. Um, this was a mutual, amicable. Um, we're going to miss him dearly, but uh, we all sort of decided it was kind of the, the right thing to do. And we have asked him to record a goodbye message for you. So, next up, I'm going to play that unedited. And then immediately after that, we're going to get into the episode. And you can meet our new Go Mode Podcast co host that we'll be joining Herf and I, that we're very excited about. So,. Without any further ado, let's hear from Axiel one more time, and then we'll get into the episode. Thanks.
1: Hey everyone. So, uh, as you can tell, I am not in this episode, and uh, I wanted to take some time to explain why, and uh, so I'm going to do that now. So, as I take, you've probably noticed, I have been uh, not very... Uh, Good about having very much to say on the podcast, uh, and I haven't really played uh, Randomizer in a while. So I talked with, uh, you know, my buddies, Tim and Herf, and we all decided it was probably a good idea uh, for me to step down and no longer be one of the co-hosts. We're still good buddies, it's not like we had a a fight or anything, but, um, you know, I think given... The things that are going on in my life right now, uh, in real life, that is, you know, with, uh, uh just being married and, uh, work and, uh, just real life obligations, uh, it, there's just, I, I can't give <laughs> this podcast or randomizer what it really needs, uh, going forward, so, uh, I have talked with, again, Timp and Herf, and I know that, uh, I think, hopefully in this episode, they've introduced their new co-host, uh, if not, I won't spoil it, but, uh, they are a great person and will definitely do a good job. Um, I still will be around and you can still, you know, chat with me and uh, and check out what I'm doing. But uh, I'm not going to uh, make randomizer really that much of a focus anymore because, again, just real life stuff going on. Uh, hopefully I will get to go to SG Live next year, just because I still like speedrunning, still like randomizer, and I would like a chance to hang out with uh, Tim and Herf for a little more than just uh, hanging out in the back closet. But uh, with that, I uh, I will say my goodbye, and, uh, you know, keep on um, doing those bomb jumps and enjoying yourselves, and uh, just remember that randomizer is all just for fun, and if you're not having fun, then, uh, you know, ch- figure out why you're not having fun and change it, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I wish you all a, uh, a great 2020, and I hope you all, uh, have a, a wonderful time. So, with that, uh, I, well, I would think of something clever here, but, uh, Fortunately the uh, old cleverness is a little not so clever right now, so instead I will just say uh goodbye and uh uh not forever, but uh yeah. Um goodbye and uh take care out there.
0: Hello and welcome. My name is Timp and I'm Danty.
1: And
2: I'm Murphy Durfee,
0: And this is Go Mode twenty twenty, a Link to the Past randomizer podcast. Obviously a huge shakeup. Dante, welcome. So so good to have you on Go Mode.
3: Yo, thanks. Um, this is fantastic. I was really humbled when you asked me or when both of you guys kind of approached me about this opportunity and I'm really excited to see how this,
0: you know, pans out. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dante, just to give a little bit of backstory, uh, certainly a familiar name if you've listened to this show for, uh, you know, any period of time. Um, Dante, I think the first time we mentioned, uh, well, left us a very nice iTunes review a long time ago. And really, that was the main thing, right? You left a nice (laughs) iTunes review, and that's why you're... No, I'm just kidding. Yep. Bought your Um, way into the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Earned our allegiance. Mm -hmm. No. Um, so Dancy, as you probably remember, I think it was like episode ten, maybe we kind of highlighted because he had uh, uh, booted up a rando seed playing with DDR controllers under his feet as as oh the man. you know A B X Y buttons and and you know up down left right. Uh, so that was I think the first time we mentioned Dancy, but um, very active in our mentor tournament as a mentor, we actually had him on to interview as one of the mentors. And if you've been paying attention to the to the uh, rankings of the main tournament, um, and also last tournament and really most tournaments, you've probably seen the name Dante. That's D with three A's and then N T Y. So Dante uh, very, very active in the community. And we're we're gonna learn a lot more about Dante here as you know, he is stepping in as, as a new co-host of Go Mode. Um, but Dante, to start, why don't you just tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of remind listeners uh, of your history with A Link to the Past Randomizer and kind of, you know, how how you've gotten to this point.
3: Sure. So back 2018, yeah, that was last year. Well, I guess mm-hmm. it was 2020. But yeah, uh, 2018. Oh, yeah,
0: this is coming out 2020, which makes things <laughs> really crazy, yeah. So uh,
3: 2018, early on, I think, I want to say February, uh, I had a friend tell me hey i played link to the past randomizer i know you really liked link to the past as a kid and you should give this a shot and even before that i had another local friend tell me hey this looks really cool showing it to me on twitch and i said i really don't want to get into this because (laughs) it's gonna consume a lot of my time i know how i am and i'm gonna want to get really good at it and i was like and i don't know any of the speedrun strats or anything it was just I just played the game casually a lot as a kid growing up so I finally bit the bullet and played one and I was instantly hooked and uh, as I predicted it kind of took over a good chunk of my life it's like let's do as many of these as we possibly can and constantly you know find ways to try and get better whether it be taking gambles or improving execution or you know whatever you can anything you can do in this type of environment to get better
0: yeah yeah and and you know like i said uh, dante is someone that we've seen um perform really well uh, if you look at like you know something like speedruns live the website those srl points that we always joke around about you know dante is <laughs> consistently in the top 50 or you know uh top 50 or so there and uh as i mentioned in the main tournament also ranking uh very high there and so you know, we knew we wanted someone to come on the show that uh, was was experienced, because that's something that, you know, I think in the past, maybe we've kind of lacked a little bit on this show is, you know, all of us are passionate about the game, and I try to play as often as I can, but I don't think any of us before really were able to say, you know, well, I'm learning this new glitch that just came out, and here's how to do it. You know, that's not really the kind of interaction that we've had. So we're really excited to have Dante on, because that's the kind of thing that he can speak to, and perhaps even more importantly, um, and, and we talked about this in our live episode. But there was uh, the, essentially the final night of um, Speed Gaming Live Twenty Nineteen this past October. Uh, there were four of us that were just kind of hanging out and you know just talking uh, after the final game, and that was uh, myself, Herfy, Durfy, a guy named Epibliticos that we've talked about before, and Danti. And, and the four of us just I think just had such a good time you know kind of chatting about rando it just felt very natural and so you know when we spoke to ax and he mentioned that he you know wanted to take a step back the first person that came to my mind was dante in terms of somebody to bring in because i already knew that we had a really you know easy time just kind of talking about uh talking about rando together so um dante so so excited to have (laughs) you i was thinking for this one fellas we might Mix it up a little bit, and uh, we do have a ton of news to get to. Mm-hmm. But instead of getting to the news now, I thought it might make more sense to get to know dante a little bit better, to you know, kind of uh, welcome him to the show, and then get to the news. This so is scary. For feature... <laughs>
2: it's supposed to be.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the the purpose of it. So I was thinking uh, I've got our list of random questions up here, which are forty questions that we wrote, uh, you know, myself, Herf and Axe a uh, while ago. Um, questions of you know that we were curious about one another and i figure we'll just rapid fire maybe like i don't know five to ten of these or you know kind of however it feels like the right amount mm-hmm. um and just just ask you some of these questions and kind of sort of get everybody caught up on you know who is dancy all right sounds good all right let's do it okay i'm, I'm going to google random number generator will go between one and 40 uh and by the way Herf, i think if either one of you know you or me has anything interesting to say we will but we've already answered a lot of these yeah that's fair that's fair okay all right let's see what our first one is the first number is 20 and question number 20 is if you could make any change to rando what would it be God, God, man. that's a brutal one right yeah, off the that's bat hey, like, that's what are your right. fundamental so, thoughts yeah. let
3: me uh let me crack my knuckles here because i have a hot take <laughs> okay uh and those who have ever watched me race more than i'll say five times will understand this change uh when you're in go mode i wish we could just make it where you don't need big keys anymore <laughs> <laughs> because I always forget big keys, especially in Turtle Rock Go mode. Like, can we just
0: maybe just delete the key, big key from Turtle Rock? That would be fantastic. <laughs> so when you said that, I was thinking, like, no more big keys for either person. Like, when somebody hits Go mode, nobody needs big keys anymore. No, that, well, maybe not. Crazy.
3: Not bad. That would be wild. That would require some of that server side stuff people have, mm-hmm. you know, hinted at. But. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's kind of a dumb thing. Like, that's kind of a, a dumb change I would want. Maybe a more serious change. Uh, I don't, I really don't know. I like the way Rando is right now. Sure. I'm doing much better than I kind of thought I would uh, as far as the fall tournament goes. Is, you know, with the qualifiers plus bra- or the group stage moving to brackets now. and uh, So everything is playing like I like it. Let's just maybe delete Aga
0: that would probably be something i think a lot of people could get behind what what's your uh, least favorite mode that somebody could throw on you <sighs> least favorite
3: mode probably retro i don't know where the taken yeah. caves are
2: mm-hmm. i mean
3: not mm-hmm. for the i mean that's not at the tournament this year but i don't know where those caves are that came up in a mystery race the other day and i was like well i really hope i find two swords because i don't know where these
0: caves are <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Herf, what would you change, just real quick?
2: Yeah, I've been thinking about it while Dancy was answering, and I think we have answered this question before, and I really wish I remembered what I said back then.
0: I don't remember <laughs> answering this one.
2: I feel like I have, like we have answered this before. It sounds like it feels like a very familiar question. That's definitely possible. I will probably... Who would I to say? I'm
0: just on this podcast. Like, what would I
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I don't remember either, so it's not only you. But... Yeah. Uh, I think for me personally, just because I'm such a terrible person, I would like for them to remove dark rooms instead of making them even quote unquote stronger as they did in the latest version, where they're in the logic as long as you have a fire out and they have torches. I know they're all pretty easy to do, but I, I just, I don't know, it's like a personal problem that I have with dark rooms and my refusal to learn them.
0: yeah no it's uh, they definitely suck when you don't know how to do them um you know so i guess because of like the weird confusion that i had when Dante answered i can't get off this idea of like there's something cool about having a little bit of knowledge about what your opponent is doing but like very restricted knowledge so i like the idea of like when your opponent hits go mode like you get a notification like hey your opponent just got go mode. Is there anything maybe different you want to do than what you were just doing? You know, I think that could be cool because it would, it would, you know, encourage a lot more like, uh, gambles and stuff like that. That could be cool. I do think
3: if we did have that, we would see a lot more early forfeits because, Mm. you know, there could be some meta gaming that goes on with that as well. Mm -hmm. But the, the whole, the, the early game forfeits, we, we would definitely see more of, I think, uh, not like anybody in particular, but I do think that would become a thing if you if you know you've made a few mistakes and you see your opponent you know you get that information that your opponent is in go mode and you're at like three crystals and looking for four items i mean at that point you're kind of sunk you you feel you would feel more sunk than you already did i think that that's me personally
0: yeah, yeah, I think that's no, a really good true. point yeah yeah. Anyway, so those are our harebrained ideas. Let's move on <laughs> to the next one. Let's see. That was that was good, though. I feel like I learned a lot about Dancy. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, if the big key is literally on the Lava
3: Chest Island, I swear I will forget it. I have to yell at myself the whole time to go get it
0: because I've forgotten it so many times. Yeah. Uh, hey, Dancy. Yeah. Any video game character can exist in real life. Oh, man. Who is it and why? Hmm... That's tough. <laughs> I think so. Our answers. My answer was the president from Metal Wolf Chaos. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, remember <laughs> I remember that. that. That's such a good I answer. forget what Herfy's answer was. I forget too. Yeah, unfortunately. It was oh, like Pikachu. Oh, you were afraid no. of it,
0: of it being Pikachu because you didn't want to get shocked to death, or, or like they had to be with you at all times. You decided for some reason.
2: Yeah, I mean, I figured if I am the one to decide who exists in
0: real life. I didn't want it to be, like, a weird thing. In a sort of Encino Man kind of scenario, (laughs) you have to lead them around and show them how, you know, society works. Oh, my gosh.
2: I probably... Well, who knows? Let's let, you know, Dante, it's your question, so... I'm literally having a
3: hard time
0: with this. We can come back to this one if you want to. Let's
3: see. Just, like, off the top of my head, with games that I've played maybe in the past year... I guess I've just been playing Link to the Past randomizer. <laughs> oh, <Also, laughs> hey, that's why you're here. <laughs> I mean, not a I mean it's it's a video game character, I guess, but I mean you could say like I don't know, it'd be cool to see Mario in real life just mm-hmm. because of uh I don't know, he can jump pretty high and I can't jump at all. So I would like I'd like to learn how to jump and then at the same time teach him how not to like jump on top of people. Mm. So He just seems
0: <laughs> like a really inspirational dude.
3: I mean, he never gives up. I mean, he destroys, yeah. you know, Bowser one way or another, where, whether he's throwing him from a platform into bombs or, you know, just letting him, you know, destroy himself in, uh, you know, in Mario 3
0: where he just falls through the floor. Yeah. You know, and, and he's he's down for anything. Like, he'll literally do whatever you need him to do. Like, you need him to, like, beat up other <laughs> video game characters? Yeah, I got you. You need him to race in a go-kart? Yeah, no problem. You need me to cure a virus? I got you. Like, Mario's down for anything and I I really respect that. Yeah, I mean so that's I mean, a good answer. To be a cool dude with that at least. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Okay. All right, let's let's uh let's go on with another one of these. Another random question. 36. Which one's that? Uh what's your favorite holiday, Dante? Favorite holiday. Wow. Um
3: probably Christmas. And I know we just had that, and so yeah, that's, I man. feel like that's kind of a cop-out, but uh, I, I don't know. I like Christmas because usually everyone that I interact with, whether it be at work or it just be on the street, most people seem to be in a nicer mood, mm. and I really don't like interacting in, in public with a lot of people. You know, It's usually a necessity when I do it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just because sometimes I'm like, man, people get upset about you know, the most trivial stuff. And yeah. I, I feel like that just doesn't happen as much around like Christmas and, you know, I guess, uh, you know, Kwanzaa and Hanukkah,
0: all that. So yeah. that, that's, that, that's going to be my vote. The, the end of year holidays sort of. Yes. You know. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, I, I guess I'd have to agree. I really enjoy Christmas too. It seems like everyone's, you know, in sort of a nicer mood. Like you said, I, I like, you know, spending time with family and, you know, exchanging gifts and, it's funny i used to like getting gifts but then it's like the older you get the more it's about kind of the giving gifts and seeing how other people react to what you got them and yeah i, I would agree with that what about you Herve? i don't think we did this one before
2: uh, uh i've been thinking and it's definitely not christmas for me because i am oh, okay i'm a grinch because I mean, you're because
0: you're Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> to
2: the surprise of nobody i don't like christmas <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i don't know i can't really think of a real holiday especially Are you a halloween guy no, not really. Especially, as I was going to say, especially since here in Germany, our holidays are different. Not all of them. We, we share some holidays, especially the big ones, you know, like uh, Christmas and stuff. But I remember when I was a kid, we didn't have Halloween. That kind of wasn't a thing. It, it started coming over here mainly for what it also is in America, a massive you know, amount of random crap that you can buy in the stores and people get yeah. rich like crazy. Yeah, but, the
0: materialism side of things is uh-huh. not the best. But I
2: mean, it, it's still a nice holiday. I'm just saying like, you know, we have stuff like the reunification day where we're western and eastern Germany were reunited and I'm like big thumbs down on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there's a bunch of stuff. We do, we don't have very exciting holidays in Germany. I feel like we don't really have Thanksgiving. We have Easter holidays and stuff like that. Like the religious holidays I suppose are kind of the same. But most of yeah. those are not very interesting to me.
0: What about uh, what about your birthday?
2: I mean, is that a holiday? If you want yeah, to call I mean, it a I'm, holiday.
3: I'm willing to count it if you are. I mean, the same thing could be said of Halloween. Is it really a holiday?
2: That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. What yeah. I was going to say, is a if we're going to go that way, I was going to say the probably the 20th of April. Oh, uh, Okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: my, my wedding anniversary, you mean. Is it?
2: <laughs> Do you yeah. want to know what other unfortunate <laughs> date it is? I
0: I already know. Unfortunately, it's Hitler's birthday. It is. Yeah, it's Hitler's birthday. Uh, it's four twenty, like the weed day, and it's also my <laughs> anniversary.
2: <laughs> well, so, so that's a pretty good holiday to choose. I mean, except for that Hitler guy. Ex-
0: <laughs> except
3: for the. Unfortunate, you planned that, yeah. didn't you, Tim? You planned that whole wedding day
0: on four twenty. It was. It's a. It's a Saturday in spring, and it was just the the perfect time. You know, I don't know what to tell you. It just happened. (laughs) It just happened. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, moving Moving on on. uh, quite suddenly. (laughs) Oh, number 19 is the next one. Let's see. We'll do a couple more of these. Now let's get into some news. Uh, But number 19, what's your favorite song in ALTTP? Can I count MSU packs? Are we talking just the vanilla game? (laughs) Let's start with the vanilla game and then you can expand upon
3: that. Uh, So vanilla game probably the dark world theme that or the pendant music, which like the pendant dungeon music. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. That's, that's a, I, I don't know. I just like that song a lot, but you know, yeah. obviously in rando, you don't want to be in a pendant unless you have to. So, sure. yeah, uh, but I really do like the music. So when you switch it up with the map compass shuffle and key sanity, so you kind of hear that even in GT, uh, I, I kind of like that one, but you know, dark world overworld also a really, that's a bop. It's a really hot track.
0: Yeah. No, it's a good choice. I, I like the pendant music, too. And, yeah, it's it's not something you get to hear very often in Rando, so it's sh- kind of a shame. Um, Yeah, we both did that one. Let's just move it right along. I think probably two more? Yeah. sounds right. Let's let's see. Uh, 16. Okay, this is great. What is your favorite Zelda game? Because we really got into this one, so it's it's time for Dante to weigh in. Okay, that it is linked to the past, like vanilla. Okay.
3: Because nice. uh, since I can't count. Uh, That's literally the the only way I would have ever gotten into this. And I mean, I have some some IRL friends that love Ocarina of Time, you know, better. And I can respect that that game is phenomenal, uh, as well as Majora's Mask, so on and so forth. But I don't know. Link to the Past was like literally my childhood. And Mm -hmm. I, I told some people this a while back. So my cartridge for Link to the Past had, like, you know, the a Super Nintendo game save with, like, a battery, like a CMOS battery attached to the cartridge itself, and mine had, like, a slight disconnect. So I would play the game and, like, 100% it across all three save files, and I'd put it away and play something else for, like, one day, and then I would pull it back out to just say, hey, I want to try something, you know, since I've got all the items, like, something that would pop into my head, and all the save files would just be deleted. So I would just do it again and, you know, it just 300% yeah. all the files. So it was, I mean, it was a game as a kid I never got bored of before rando or before I even knew its existence or how to do the speedrunning stuff. I would play Link to the Past probably at least once a year all the way through, yeah. just kind of like, mm-hmm. as, you know, as I got older and time got, you know, more crunched, I played it at least once through uh, a year and that, that took a lot longer than it does now uh, back then. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. That's awesome. That's that's cool. I don't think any of us officially said that that answer last time.
3: I'm glad I, I could bring some spice
0: uh, spice yeah. of life. some fill variety here, <laughs> fill in the holes. Um, I do remember when I was a kid. Uh, quick memory about a link to the past. I was uh, over at a friend's house whose family babysat me growing up. And uh, there was this older dude that lived down the road named Michael. Uh, he was just a couple years older than us, so he was like super cool. But he was really into Link to the Past. And uh, he found out that I had brought it with me to play, but I had like a new save file. And he was like, Oh, that's awesome. Okay, we have about 30 minutes until lunch. So we'll just go ahead and beat the first three Light World dungeons uh, in the <laughs> first 30 minutes. And then, you know, when we come back from lunch, we'll finish out the rest of the game. And at the time, I was like, you know, maybe eight or nine or something. And I remember thinking, like, 30 minutes for the first three dungeons like dude you're crazy there's no way we're going to be able to do that and how funny is it now that like i regularly play this game and, and beat the first three dungeons in less than 30 minutes all the time you know it's just one of those weird weird things mm-hmm. random
3: makes it a little easier to do that but even yeah. you know what's I, I don't know i don't have it in front of me but you know master sword pedestal percent in vanilla is something ridiculous like it's mm-hmm. either very low 20s or 22 or something like that it's so it's so
0: low that's such a funny category. It's just like, mm, I think I'm done right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm about you know, three-tenths of the way through the game. Yeah, I think I'm done. It's for people yeah, that's, like me who stop every random scene <laughs> yeah, after like
2: 30 minutes and then they're like, oh, I'm done with this.
0: <laughs> All right, what was what was my time right there? Okay, that's a new record. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do one more. And I don't know, maybe we'll do a couple like at the end of the show or something. But let's do one more for now. That's going to be number three three, which is Oh, this is great. What is the most tilted you ever got while playing Rando?
2: Hmm.
3: Oh, and you're you are oh, uh, as far I as I was in as the as Plando tournament. You're, okay. Okay, so go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This <laughs> the most tilted I ever got playing Rando was semifinals of the second Plando tournament, and I was pretty much done with that tournament uh, in a way. I won't get into all that, but Basically, what happened was I was playing get ZZZ cube, and I think both of us like if you go back and see the vod, both of us are entering GT before 110. It was ridiculous. Wow! But the big key was on the torch, and so okay. we you know we basically full cleared the entire game, and without going into too much detail, I just assumed for reasons that it was on pedestal and it wasn't. And so I was infuriated, and I literally last location the boots on Magic Bat. Oh, there no. was like, were they placed there? No, no one placed. That wasn't
0: the like plannedo. So plan. that was
3: that was what was weird about that one. Cube and I agreed since we only got to do one item placement, we both agreed that they, we were going to put a single rupee somewhere and just basically laugh at our opponent if they got it. So gotcha. if I remember correctly, he did Zora, and I did Tower of Hera basement as the item and funny enough we both found each other's rupee so because you you
0: last location these boots right well even before
3: that uh i think i i did zora pretty early and i just saw it and started laughing i was like oh that's something cube would do but (laughs) but yeah it was uh, there was some weird chain that the reason i got tilted it was like a like a five-step chain or something you had to go back into um swamp palace to get the big key to open the big chest to get the book to go to uh, bombos tablet to get the powder if I remember right and then use the powder to wait no I apologize Kane was on bombos tablet powder was in back of turtle rock and then that was how you got your boots on magic bat and I was like there's like I was literally just yelling at my monitor the whole time I was like there's <laughs> no way this just happened like I was so mad so uh I, that was Not probably playing. the most uh upset I've ever been while playing a race. So did you win that one? I did. It wow. got really really close because I basically pulled pedestal for nothing and then ZZZ cube skipped out on pulling the pedestal so it got really close at the end.
0: Yeah. I I wish I wish that in my most tilted moment of Rando I still won my race. <laughs> I, my most tilted moments usually involve a forfeit or like a
3: humiliating loss i mean there's there's been times where i've been tilted uh, and you know ended up losing or you know sure. wanting to forfeit you know pretty early on last year especially had a lot of those like mentally but mm. my thought is you know my opponent doesn't know what i'm doing my opponent does not know and this is kind of how i am all the time doesn't know how bad i'm playing and doesn't know how good i'm playing so if they make one mistake like I may have, whether it be a two second mistake or, you know, a minute and a half mistake, they may be sweating the same way I am. So there's no point in forfeiting early just because you make one bad play because yeah. you take the pressure off of them when you forfeit early.
0: True. Yeah. And actually, so uh, I guess we can kind of wrap with the questions, but this could be a good kind of time to kind of transition. There was something you put in our discord not too long ago, um, sort of, uh, you know, kind of letter Uh, that you had written about kind of your participation in tournaments and community and kind of, you had sort of a turnaround um, not too long ago and sort of the way you approach the game. Could you maybe just, you know, sort of summarize a a little bit of that uh, to kind of, you know, wrap up this, this segment here.
3: Yeah, sure. So after speed gaming live, I was, I don't know. I'm not going to say I I thought I was going to do really well at SG live, given the competition there, but I felt like I didn't perform, uh, up to my own personal standard. And there was a lot of factors at SG live, you know, playing in front of people, playing in, around other people, doing races inside of the tournament rooms, just things like that, that you're not used to when you're sitting at home, you know, playing in, you know, your comfy chair and, you know, doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, getting, I thought I could get to the bracket portion from groups and uh, I ended up not, which, you know, is just part of rando that happens, but it kind of, it bummed me out a bit. And I basically, you know, I put a video with what I was saying. Um, A buddy of mine showed me the video. It's kind of like one of those motivational things. And it's kind of one of those deals where you have to kind of go through the bad times. You don't really understand your drive of how you want to progress at anything in life, whether it's rando. You know, another thing I use it for is like, say, the gym, because I do weightlifting a lot. But the, the thought is... You know, you, you really see, like, your true character when you're stuck or when you're having, like, the worst day ever as far as, like, you know, what you're doing. If you're doing bad at the gym, if you're doing terrible at rando. And then that's when you really have to kind of build on yourself. And you, it, it helps you grow as a person, I think, in some ways. And that's, like, the one, I guess, positive thing with keeping mental composure through rando. I've kind of learned to... I guess, apply that in my professional life as well, and my home life some too, which I just feel like you can use like principles you learn throughout everything and, you know, apply them to your everyday life. So that's, that's kind of like a long winded version of trying to summarize that.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. And and we talk a a lot, you know, on this show about like kind of how, how you can sort of apply real life skills to Rando or even, you know, sometimes the inverse. And I think that's, that's perfect. Like, I don't think any one segment of your life should be isolated from all the others. You know, I, I think there's there's sort of lessons to be taken from, you know, work to home life to Rando. And I look at Rando very much as like, you know, a lot of people enjoy golf You know, there's professional levels, but there's also people that just go out and shoot a little bit on the weekend and, you know, it's relaxing to them and maybe they do want to get a little bit better. So they like watch a little bit on TV or read a magazine or whatever. But I I think, you know, the drive to get better at it is ultimately what, you know, I think makes it a, a legitimate hobby and something worth, you know, taking seriously and applying maybe sometimes to the rest of your life. So Um, I love to hear that. That's, that's kind of your approach too. And I'll, I'll go ahead and include that, uh, that video that you mentioned in the description of this episode. And and if anyone's feeling like they need some motivation, go ahead and check that bad boy out.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of, I will say it's kind of cheesy, but at the same time, if you, you get past the cheesiness and just kind of, you know, I guess, think about exactly, you know, what you're trying to improve in yourself. It can, it can help, I think. Yeah.
0: I think cheesiness is sort of an extension of, like, cynicism. You know, like, if you call something cheesy, it's because you're, like, you've chosen not to be bought in, basically, and it's just kind of about, like, you know, dispelling that, getting rid of that, and having an open mind. So, sure. if, if you feel like being open to being inspired, then then check this bit out, and, and maybe it'll <laughs> do something for you, you know? So... Awesome. Okay, well, I think that was good. Hopefully everyone feels like they have a, a good idea of, you know, sort of who your new Go Mode co-host is. And, and of course, we'll be getting to know Dante much, much better in the course of the next few episodes. But with that, um, let's go ahead and get into community news. And there's there's quite a bit of it this time. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and call the flute, actually. Alright, so here we are. Um Let's see what we've got. Sorry, I'm just getting the. Getting the uh... Tim okay, doesn't
2: we have the outline up. What is this? <laughs> wow. I know. I, had the...
0: I know. Ooh, what times have me. we come to? Called out. Tisk, tisk. <laughs> I'm leaving this in too. I'm, my shame is, is on blast now. Uh, okay, well, I guess let's start with the fall tournament as we typically do um i'll admit i haven't been as up on this one um we, we have a lot of news to talk about and i've got more to say about some of these other things but mm-hmm. fall torment wise does either one of you want to maybe talk about kind of your experiences how it's been going so far where things stand
2: sure i mean uh we have as Dante has uh shortly mentioned earlier we have managed to get to the bracket stages top 64 is uh, going to be happening now and uh there was a big announcement by synac who essentially said that you can now make your bracket predictions and informed everyone of uh, AGDQ, which is coming up, and that we're more or less going to be taking a break uh, in that week so people can watch it. There is going to be a lot of people that will be attending uh, from the admin staff as well as from, from the player base and everyone else. So we're, we're just going to you know take a little break there, uh, basically, And then they uh, sort of posted the deadlines of all the rounds coming up up until the finals, which will be happening on Sunday,
0: February the 23rd. Awesome. Um, So Dante, as I mentioned before, is participating in the main tournament, is actually in this top 32, is that correct? Top 64. Top 64, okay. Uh,
3: Not that good yet. (laughs) (laughs) Still (laughs) pretty damn good. We'll see how uh, things go.
0: (laughs) Okay. So what has it been like for you being a part of this tournament? Uh maybe start us out with a brief summary of the qualifiers and then, you know, how were these group stages? Um man, qualifiers are always stressful cuz there's so oh, many Sorry, you meant you meant qualifiers, right? Oh yeah.
3: Qualifiers. Uh, uh, Excuse Jesus. me. I got it wrong. I apologize.
2: No, you I'm got sorry. it right. That's fine. I finally are <laughs> 2 against 1 instead of the other way around. <laughs>
3: so the fall of qualifiers, they're uh Thank you. They're really stressful to me, and it. I know there's, like, they've done the whole sign-up thing in the past, and I don't want to get into all that. Like, I, I don't understand the meta game of trying to figure out who or who not is going to be in, or who isn't going to be
0: in a race. It's just, to me, it's like, just play the game. Um, I, don't, I don't have enough availability to do that. Like, I, I can only do the ones I can do, and right. whoever's there is, like, great. We're, I guess I'm going to race you, but, like, I, I, can't, I don't have the luxury of being able to pick that out, you know?
3: So just saying, from twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen, for me personally, uh, when I would see name, certain names in uh, in the, the qualifier, I I would think, oh, great. And now it's like, okay, cool. This is an opportunity to beat them. Like that's literally what I've tried to like change my thinking mm-hmm. with. And so I didn't, you know, I didn't stress about anyone in particular being in, um, you know, a, a qualifier or a qualifier, uh, if you will. So that, that's kind of been a thing. They're stressful to me because there's always the opportunity for someone to God route, as we like to call it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what some runners worry about because that really skews the time. And if you want just a solid time, you are hoping it's a long drawn out seed where like the winning time's in the 140s. Yeah. But you know you get those 118s or you know 120s, and then you're really Like, oh crap, if I'm not done in the next two minutes or so, my my score is just going to tank. And that that happened to a few people. And I I think I personally got lucky and avoided those, but it was basically just because of my scheduling. I think I only had the opportunity to do six and seven, maybe, if I stretched it. So I thought, all right, I'm just going to get my five in and hope for the best. And so uh, I think I finished at like fourth with the qualifying stage, and that was kind of a... I, I don't know
0: how that happened, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> G freaking G, dude. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it was that high. I knew you did well, but like fourth? Holy crap. Yeah, it
3: was, it was kind of a shock to me personally. I mean, I'm not going to be, you know, the guy that's just like, yeah, I, you know, uh, I, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was hoping to do much. My My goal was do better than I did last year.
0: Like that's, that's the goal. So.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah, awesome. that's it.
0: <laughs> cool, yeah. And so so that seated you pretty high for the groups. Um, tell us about kind of your experience through that. Groups, I, I really like, um, you know, whoever
3: on the admin crew, <clears throat> hint, hint, that, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> decided to do the groups of four where we don't have to play 1,500 matches this year. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, I just like that I did game, like game one in week one. And I mean, luckily I, I won both on the winter side. So I only had to do two weeks. My, my plan was let's do one set a week. So maximum of three games a week, and I can potentially try and avoid the burnout, so to speak. And yeah. that I really, I really like that format. Um, I will say from a personal anecdote of seeing Solski as the four was a little like, Oh great. That's fantastic. Um, but
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wait, seeing Solsky is the four. What do you mean by that?
3: It, so the way it worked, you know, with the groups, out of the four people, that it was seeded like out of quadrants from the qualifiers. So they were randomly. I think they were randomly chosen. Herf could probably. They were, yeah. Okay, so I was the one seed in my quad, like my group of four, and then Solsky, who had a couple of bad qualifiers, who is a very good runner and seasoned runner at the game, basically was the four seed in my group. So I'm like, okay, round one, I play Solsky. That's <laughs> fantastic.
0: Yeah gotcha gotcha yeah solsky is very good and and uh also was at stl as well um, yeah 2019 with us and did a great job commentating as i remember with willard J. bradley uh for the yeah. finals mm-hmm. yeah 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 so uh well gg to you for for moving on to the next round that is uh absolutely awesome and we will of course i mean we can't help it we got to root for dante now i mean we try to stay impartial but it's we're rooting for dante now we're on team dante so
3: just just root for me until I lose,
0: and then we can go back to rooting for Bwayne, right? Like there you go, <laughs> yeah. and then it's <laughs> Team Bwayne again. <laughs> a lot of people pick Bwayne, It seemed like uh, to to go all the way with it. A lot of people, a lot of Buane, Buane supporters out there, I guess. So cool. Uh, anything else about the main tournament we should mention before before we uh, move on to other things?
1: I,
3: mean... uh, I guess I don't know if we want to you know say we're recording on Sunday, and I know as of you know today. I think the first bracket match kicked off, which is between I believe Ravis and Relkin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the nice. we, we're, we're getting underway. You know this this tournament's you know moving along i'm sure that's good from an admin perspective too
2: oh yeah i mean we not only did we do it for the players who were really tired of as you say playing like 1500 matches in the group stages and then doing 1200 weeks of brackets and then doing best of 99 in the finals (laughs) so uh, we're glad we could scale it out both for our sanity and also to not burn out the players or the viewers because after a while it just all blurs together even as a viewer
3: yeah yeah. this year has been like for the group stage I think a very good balance for me personally you know last year I enjoyed you know doing commentary being in groups as well as just sitting around watching when I had the opportunity and this year when I realized groups were over I thought man I want to watch more Mm -hmm. like I'm kind of bummed out that there's not more to watch so I think it was the perfect balance in my opinion because now that we're moving into brackets I'm not bored with it it's like okay the the stakes are even higher now so it kind of wets the appetite even more so to speak where you just want to watch it even more so
2: yeah I'm glad we could achieve that because that was really ultimately the goal to not have everyone be super fed up with it by the end of it
0: yeah and as we mentioned before a lot of really really good close competitive races were in these group stages and uh we last episode released sort of a list of recommendations of some of the closer ones so if you haven't had a chance to check those out um you know whenever you have some time be sure to go back and look at that um and there are sure to be a lot more really close really good races uh to come in in the fall tournament so Cool. Uh, So along with the fall tournament, we've also had the Challenge Cup, uh, which has proceeded along in a very similar fashion, uh, immediately moving on to groups, you know, which kind of just kind of like everyone's accepted. But uh, same thing, groups of four in the Challenge Cup. This is, again, a tournament that's open for people who did not qualify for the main tournament. Uh, It's something I've been participating in and uh, proud to announce that I have moved on to the bracket stage for the second year in a row. (laughs) Yay! Uh, and it was some similar sort of BS, uh, although it did feel a little bit more earned this time because I did actually go 2 0 in uh, a matchup against an opponent. But we did have somebody drop out. So um, I went up against Drakaris. They uh, housed me, as I mentioned. Then um, uh, the, this other person, I guess, kind of dropped out. And so it ended up being um, uh, this uh, third person in our group named Flying Octopus22 going up against Drakars. Drakaris won both of those. And then it was myself versus Flying Octopus. I won both of those. So my official record was 4-2 because I was awarded two wins against this person that dropped out. But it's really more like 2-2. Two two. Uh, whereas last year, I think my record was like 5-4 uh, and four when it was actually like 1-9 and nine or something. Like in <laughs> actual games raced or whatever. Uh, So this one felt a little bit more earned, um, and uh, I also really like the format of, like, kind of the double elimination, you know, what we used for the mentor tournament that that Herf had recommended. Um, I've I've enjoyed that format, even though there was a dropout and it made it sort of weird. um, We all did, you know, all three of us in the group played one another, and those of us that have winning records are moving on. So, I mean, that feels fair. Like, it feels like that's probably what was supposed to happen, you know, so... Um, But yeah, uh, we have a lot of uh, former participants in the Go Mode Podcast Mentor Tournament, both mentors and uh, racers who are in the Challenge Cup, Um, some who have moved on, some who have not, but a lot of involvement there. Um, So, you know, personally in our Discord, there's been a lot of chatter about the Challenge Cup just because we have a lot of our own kind of people participating in that, so... um, there's also been a lot of really great races in the Challenge Cup as well, and um, I believe brackets for that will be starting um, at the beginning of 2020. So pretty pretty soon here. Nice. Uh, so we'll we'll continue to you know bring that to you. But um, any thoughts, uh, final thoughts, or anything like that on the Challenge Cup before we before we move on? Uh, like I, I'm I'm your dude. I'm I'm in there. So I'll let you know how things are going. Um, but uh, I know a lot of people are watching main tournament uh, races. You know if they have some time to.
3: I'm just glad that. The challenge cup exists because yeah. i mean personally if if i didn't make the main tournament i'd, I'd still want to play because that's that's who i am as a runner mm-hmm. it's just you know i would want to be in the challenge cup and the fact that that's there to you know alleviate that i guess that want as well as to help people who may be just starting out kind of like the mentor tournament was you know in a way where you know it's not i guess it's not just a small knit group of people this is basically everybody who wants to compete that wasn't in the other one. So now or didn't qualify for, you know, the main tournament. So now you've basically got your level and depending on where you are, and then your like higher level potentially. And maybe lower level. Basically the exact same thing that's yeah. in, you know, the main tournament. So the fact that it exists and that it's being done, I really like that just because it gives players an opportunity to grow. And there's a lot of people who Either made it to groups and/or brackets of the main tournament this year that were in the Challenge Cup last year. So it's you know you never know like how much you can progress if you you know don't try. I guess is a way of putting it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's very true. There are a lot of uh, people that were prominent in the Challenge Cup last year that are very much in the main tournament. You know, top sixty four this year. So yeah, it's it's awesome to see the progression from people within the within the community. Um, in fact, the first race I had against Flying Octopus, I actually got a PB. So, uh, Yo. Nice. Sound, sound the air horns. I'll drop some air horns in here <laughs> right now. Uh, so, I hope you enjoyed those. Um, but, yeah, I got a PB. Um, I was super excited. It was a, it was kind of a jet seed, uh, to be honest. And also, my opponent um, finished, you know, two or three minutes after me and said that they also PB'd on that one, too. So, I think it was just particularly nice seed. But I also have switched up my opening game. Um, instead of always going escape like I used to I norm now I'm starting um, at sanctuary and going up doing a tree pull up there Uh, and then if I don't get a bomb in those first you know four or five checks then I'm going down and doing the links uh, you know links house and and going for that 50% bomb that's under the grove Um, so I'm a convert I've switched over and I have to say every time I've done that I feel like the seed goes much smoother I don't know if it's coincidence yet or not but um i feel like i've been playing good recently and that's honestly rare i feel like normally i'm just like crapping all over myself and just like feeling you know feeling bad about my bad play but i think i'm in a good place right now i've been playing pretty well so it's uh... important to celebrate those right i mean yes absolutely yeah You've got to. You've got to. Or else, like, it's just going to drive you crazy. I'm
2: so, very happy to hear that we finally converted you from being a dirty Uncle Router.
0: <laughs> you did it. You did it. <laughs> you were. It just took a lot of time. And, yeah, that's and, fine. And, and I mean, introspection. Yeah.
3: I was going to say, like, I don't know if I agree with that being a smart play, but, you know, I can see why people do the start at sync. But yeah. I, I personally, I just can't bring myself to do it. Because what if the boots are at
0: uncle?
2: <laughs> we'll, we'll get you eventually. We'll get you.
0: <laughs> I mean, and I'm not saying I'm converted forever. But it's working for me now. And I'm just going to keep rolling with it for sure. Um, last thing I will say about the Challenge Cup. I did want to give another quick shout out to the GMP uh, biweekly seed restream crew. Can't even really call them the biweekly seed restream crew. Because now they're pretty much just like a Challenge Cup restream crew. Um, they've been uh, restreaming dozens of matches. When, when that last episode came out and I said three or four, uh, some of them, I think, were a little uh, annoyed with me because they had done like three or four that day. <laughs> and they yeah. were like, oh, we've done a little more than three or four. So now, literally dozens. You can go back through the Go Mode Podcast Twitch and see all of those. There's usually about you know 50 or 60 people watching it. and now watch this episode is going to post and they're going to be like you said 50 or 60 but it's actually you know so they they're just growing and growing and growing it's uh, actually and... 70 <laughs> yeah <laughs> but anyway it's a huge shout outs to them as i've said before we have very little involvement in that other than you know sort of allowing them to do that on on the channel and you know tweeting for them every now and then but it's really 100% their you know that cruise um endeavor and uh we love to see what they're doing i also did want to disclose full disclosure uh that that channel is an affiliate now um which means you can you know sub to it and donate and things like that and i'll just go ahead and tell you anything that you donate on that channel uh it goes towards the podcast hosting um so just so we're 100 percent upfront and clear about where that money's going That is what you're doing. Don't feel like you need to do that. Uh, I will never, ever ask you to donate to that channel or sub or anything because like, I'm happy to keep paying for it myself. But if you want to help offset podcast hosting fees, that is one way you can do it. And then of course there's the big keycasing game and emotes and all that fun stuff that they're running there. But just wanted to make sure I was very very clear about, you know, where the money's going.
3: So. Yeah, Tim's going to have this really huge like editing office here really soon and uh, <laughs> I can't I can't wait to see uh, the pictures of that.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, in yeah, in about uh, if it continues at the rate it's going now, probably about 25 30 years, I'll be able to show you the the you know, what what that has bought me, but no, pretty much just uh, it, It's not even enough to offset the podcast hosting fees for now. But uh, yeah, it's it's always appreciated, you know, if if you do decide to do that with your time and money. But anyway, anything else about these tournaments and restreaming and all that? Let's move on. We have we have a lot to talk about. Let's let's yeah. keep, keep going, keep going. All right, next up, we had a festive randomizer dropped for the holiday season. Um, this was dropped on December twenty second. Uh, Just a few days before Christmas. Um, Did either of you get a chance to play it?
2: Not yet. I did.
0: Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So um, I played it uh, in a voice chat with some folks from the GMP Discord uh, shortly after it came out that same night. Um, It was myself, the Daddy Gamers, Chirality, SAGTG, and Arusta. Um, and as we were playing and voice chatting, uh, Vitorp actually popped into my chat and watched me play and, and hung out with all of us while we were voice chatting, which was, which was really cool. But um, uh, he was able to confirm some details for us, which was awesome. Um, I will say, spoiler alert, for the next you know, probably five to ten minutes-ish or so, check the time codes if you want to skip by this part. But we're going to spoil everything that happens in it. And if you're planning on playing it, you really should just play it yourself because it's more fun when you go in blind. But um, Danty, let's take a look at the um, kind of document I put together here. And why don't you tell us a little bit about this festive randomizer?
3: Sure. So uh, Santa has lost his presence and it's up to you, Link, or whatever sprite you decide to use, uh, to deliver those last few. Uh, The crystals are replaced by presents that need to be delivered to various light and dark world residents. And I'll be honest, that really got me when I was playing this. Yeah. Uh, Uh Uh-huh. I, I knew what to. I knew that was going to be a thing because I had watched people play before I did, and it was. I, I just didn't think about how to route that in uh, efficiently. But yeah, basically, it's it's turning your crystals um around the world into like turning those in is basically a replacement for a GT climb. Uh, GT's kind of replaced with a a dev room. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. It's got some puzzles and such. But yeah, the finishing up that list thing. It, basically, they've added a feature where if you're paused you can press the R button and it'll show this list and it'll give you hints as to where they are and they're you know some are ones in the Meyer area, ones at I think Sahasrala. There was this one dude who literally scared the crap out of me in the old man cave on the mountain. I was like, what is this guy doing here? I tried to kill him the first time I saw him. That was quite a shock for me. I was like, that's not what I was expecting. But uh but yeah, they like I was saying they did do a um a dev room. And where GT was, and when I first saw that was wide open, I was a little confused by that. You can pretty much go there as soon as you have, you know, I guess, Dark Death Mountain yeah, access. Yeah, as soon as you
0: can get up there, yeah. Um,
3: and it's basically, let's see, it's got some other music changes too, which is really cool. Yeah. So, last year they did this, uh, a, a good amount, where the music is kind of like mashups of Christmas, like tunes that are well known mixed together with link to the past music kind of as mashups and this year it's like even more so than it was in the past so they they're really really good this year and it's it's worth playing just for the music in my yeah. opinion
0: yeah absolutely I, d- I wanted to be sure to give a shout out to uh, the music from this um and i will I i'll find the name cuz they they have the name of the dev, the dev in that like dev area that Dante was talking about It's like R-I-something. But, uh, yeah, it's really cool. Like Dante said, it's like combinations of, like, the Dark World mountain theme and, like, a Christmas tune, like, together in in the, like, Link to the Past sound set. Um, And it's it's really impressive. I mean, like, it it sounds really good. The, The first one I remember hearing was In the Lost Woods. Um, it's, uh, it's that, but then it's like, you know, sleigh ride comes in. So it's, it was just really cool. Like the way they meshed those together and, uh, um, right up my alley, of course, as you can probably imagine. So I really love, really love to hear that. It's
3: like, they do so much with just changing the worlds and they add, adding in items, you know, the, the changing the flippers to those blue boots and on top for the ice physics to go away and then on top of that adding in a new coat item this year. I mean, I'm I'm kind of getting into probably too many spoilers, but uh that, you know, is you know, they not just do that, but then they do the music thing. I feel like the music personally is probably harder to implement because you're limited I would assume by the chipset as to what you can really do with it. So, I feel right. like a lot more I feel like a lot I mean it's the same thing with the you know, reverse engineering the game to be randomized, but I feel like that's like much harder in a way since it's not using MSU tracks where you're basically using a custom
0: soundtrack. Right. And actually, this is kind of what I'm wanting to do when I do my MSU pack that I've been slowly kind of working on is I, I imagine it being in the sound font of A Link to the Past where it sounds like it could be played on a Super Nintendo. I, I like the, the appeal of that. Um, and it seems like honestly maybe a little harder to do than just like writing an msu pack of just like whatever music you want and just throwing it on top because like you said you do have to actually it's almost like kind of coding a super nintendo game to a certain extent you know like you're kind of limited by the hardware a little bit exactly yeah by the way that was a uh, i think rl ritchie or it might be ri ritchie um it's hard to tell it's either lowercase l or an uppercase i but that was the composer. And then um, there was another person who I think essentially like converted it to the format that it needs to be to be you know Super Nintendo file essentially it was the other con or fish one of those two I'll, I'll try to I'll try to clarify that but yeah I I, I have to agree that was my probably my favorite um, difference from this festive randomizer to others is um, it wasn't recycled music by any means it seemed like brand new and like you know christmas and hanukkah themed uh link yeah. to the past randomized music it was awesome yeah it was really cool um a few other things um speaking of hanukkah uh there's a menorah in link's house and vtorp actually confirmed this in the chat depending on the day that you downloaded the rom the correct amount of menorah candles would be lit depending on the day of hanukkah that it was <laughs> nice isn't that cool yeah, yeah that's so awesome
3: that's such a small detail but the fact that that that's one thing I like about this community as a whole is kind of like the the passion for it or just, you know, they these small details are being paid attention to. And I know you have to with logic, but like this isn't logic. This is just an Easter egg. And it's it's really
0: cool that that's been they found a way to implement that. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that couple other changes as you mentioned um there was this interesting kind of like cold damage sort of thing they put in where the first male upgrade instead of being an actual male upgrade just made you not take a quarter heart of damage every 10 seconds in the overworld um which you know was their way of doing like cold damage which i can see how it could be annoying to people fortunately for us it was not too much of a factor because we found it in our seed pretty quickly um so i didn't mind that too much um, and I think also in the past they've done this, but, you know, the flippers, uh, all, all of the water is frozen, so the flippers don't do anything. And instead of a flipper item, you get these, like, traction shoes that make you not slip around the, on the ice anymore. Um, so I like those, like, small gameplay changes also where it's, like, not going to change things too dramatically, but, like, you do have to kind of, you know, rethink a thing or two. Like, Swamp Palace is is quite a bit different, you know, when, when everything's frozen, for mm-hmm. Um, there were boss and enemy costumes, as there always are for these festives. You know, they're just like wearing, you know, Santa hats and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. Um, all the bosses had really, really impressive ones. Uh, Blind in particular stands out. It was this <laughs> giant gingerbread man. It was great. Um, and another interesting thing: there were little tweaks to every single dungeon, um, much in the way there was for the Halloween one. Um, but somebody pointed out in our race. I think it was Rusta, maybe or maybe the Daddy Gamers that. Um, when, uh, whereas, you know, the ha- the, the uh, Halloween one, all of the changes were kind of like they would mess with you and be like, oh, man, I walked in the wrong door. I need to go back out. These were changes that kind of like helped you out a little bit. Um, like the first one I'm remembering is like in Eastern Palace, there was a set of stairs that led down to the big chest area in that main room. So you didn't have to go around. It's like yeah, there are chests over there, so you probably do have to go around. But you know, let's say you have to like double dip it. Uh, you know, it saves you a ton of time the second time, so it's like a little bit of a help. So it seemed like they were, you know, for Christmas, kind of giving you a little bit of a gift, or you know, for the holidays, kind of helping you out a little bit um, instead of instead of the tricks from Halloween. So I thought that was cool. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, one. This is sort of an interesting thing. Viewtorb actually confirmed that the coat and also the gloves um were restricted in where they were uh they had to be in sort of like you know earlier areas in order to make sure that you found them quickly and that the logic sort of worked out um you know the way that uh you know the the way that i guess the devs sort of intended i think the glove thing was to make sure that you had to do aga maybe we had to do aga in ours but i can't confirm whether or not that that was the intention um what about you dancy did you have to do aga in yours
3: I did not, and I huh. didn't do any sequence breaks to you know get around Aga per se,
0: yeah, I'm not sure what the thing with the gloves was i there it seemed he he did confirm that the gloves had to be in a certain place uh early on um maybe it was just I don't know yeah maybe maybe we, maybe somebody else can chime in, in our on our discord if they I
3: mean, find I'll out. say that the coat in ours, I think it was myself, oro chirality and sailor Nep racing that one and it was... I, I may be missing someone, and if I am, like, it was in that race, I apologize, but it was one of those weird scenarios of, I think the coat was the next-to-the-last item I found. Oh, wow.
1: And,
3: <laughs> yeah, so it, it was It was early in Sphere Logic, but based on, you know, kind of finding items and not wanting to double-dip things unnecessarily, you know, it was, like, just, you know, from just a generic running competitively type thing, it was... I th- to me, it came late, but I do think it was early in, like, the sphere logic.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Um, one other thing that was really cool about this festive is that rather than just be its own mode, there were actually other options that were supported from this festive. So uh, you could do, you know, like a 4-7 or a zero three 3 or a 0-0 even if you wanted to. Um, you could also toggle hard mode, overworld glitches. You could turn on no logic. Um, so I thought that was cool. They you know made it uh, kind of more opened up um, to different kinds of modes because there are a lot of people that have their preferences these days. The um, fact that and it they... has mystery support is
3: fantastic yeah. because that I mean they you can't do mystery without you know having you know multiple modes. And I think that since mystery is kind of that hot new thing that a lot of people are doing. Uh, whether it be you know like friendly play like weight sets or the you know outlandish ones we'll call them, <laughs> the, you know you kind of have to have you know multiple options to do different things. So the fact that they went through all the trouble to write logic for all of those modes is like super awesome.
0: And it's also I think you know it was the way they made the festive to where it doesn't take the place of any of the like core game mechanics. You know like Dante mentioned that you have to instead of uh doing the ganon's tower climb you know once you get these crystals you go around to various um npcs in the light and dark world and turn them in and that's essentially how you get the right to go fight ganon or whatever um you know essentially just by changing the amount of crystals that you get that you have to turn in that changes the goal so like they didn't they didn't mess with that part of it which allowed them to be able to still do like you know the mess with the modes or whatever uh, and this is a good transition to you know say uh, as Dante mentioned they did have mystery seed support uh, and mystery seed has been the new hotness um, now Herf, I know uh, I think ack mentioned there was a tournament where they were doing uh, mystery seeds for the uh, pog champs yep. channel mm-hmm. right. Uh, well that has since sort of opened up and now a, a bunch of people have been doing uh mystery seeds um I actually did one with a group of people from again from our discord not too long ago mine ended up being inverted hard four four which oh, man. yeah inverted really threw me for a loop because I've literally never beat an inverted seed before until I did this mystery seed and I did I did finish it so I was proud of that um but yeah it's uh it's it's cool because, like, it's it's not a full, like, randomized kind of thing. Uh, Dante mentioned before, there's kind of, like, weights to each thing. Uh, and you can even play with the weights. So, like, there's, like, I think a, like, 80% chance of it being non-inverted and a 20% chance of it being inverted. Something like that. And it, we happen to get it, you know? And uh, the, all the other weights are, like, it's not like there's a really good chance you're going to get something messed up. There's a pretty good chance that that particular thing is going to be regular. But when you're looking at that many things and randomizing them, one of them is probably going to end up being weird for us. It was the world state, which was inverted. Um, you know, so, uh, I, I really enjoyed that particular excursion. I know mystery seeds can be very dangerous because they can really lengthen the amount of time that you're going to play. If it's something unfavorable, um, Dante, do you have any good, like a uh, mystery seed? Um, yeah, you know, like occurrences, any any that you've played that were notable.
3: So uh, the first um, the first match, I, I guess I did with this like Pogchamps uh, side turny thing. It, uh, it was basically a beatable only Triforce hunt, and it was sta- it started like standard mode, so it was super easy. Uh, if you remembered to activate the flute the first time you got to Kakariko, so that was kind of my doom because you got it in escape, and I totally forgot I had it. So. Mm. Walk right back past the duck, lost by like four minutes. And I'm like, yeah, the amount of time I spent walking around instead of fluting, that's probably four plus minutes. But, um, you know, it, it ranges from that to there's like, I think with that weight set, there is a 5% chance you can get Insanity Entrance. And a few people have gotten that in the that little side tournament. And that has been fun to watch, especially when people <laughs> have no experience with Insanity, but personally, I had I had an inverted cross keys. I think it was cross keys. Uh, it may have just been randomized items, but I know it was inverted entrance rando um, or cross world, if you want to, or rather, you know, instead of the the keys portion. Uh-huh. That one was pretty interesting. And then I had a retro. Uh, I've had a retro one come up where it was expert item pool. So there's no silvers. You're on master sword. That was the one I mentioned where it's like I hate retro and I was really hoping to just find a second sword so I could beat the game. So that, yeah. that kind of worked out. Luckily, there's still more swords and you can only get up to two. So it kind of worked out not knowing where the caves
0: were. Nice. Yeah, I like mystery a lot. Uh, I would say play it with a friend. Play it with someone that you're not maybe like super competitive with, just like See what you get, and I mean, worst case scenario, if you if you roll a mystery and it's like absolutely not, then just like roll another one. You know, like no one's forcing (laughs) you to do it. Exactly. You you know. Yeah. I would recommend trying it. Yeah.
3: I did have one friend that rolled that Pog Champion preset, and basically PM'd me as soon as he rolled it and said, "Hey, what's a more friendly preset? Because I don't have time." To do uh, cross-world keys and you know all dungeons, I was like, okay. So I, you know, there's I think there's a I think it's mystery friendly is like one of them, and that's like a you know pretty easy. I'm not say easier easy preset, but it's easier than that. So you know, you could still have like various, you know crystal requirements. I think it still could be inverted uh, with that preset. I think it just takes entrance out. If I'm being honest, so yeah.
0: We will uh, post the weights uh, in the description. So if you want to check those out, um, they are all set up through Sahasr Labat that Sinek um, uh, created. Um, you can just DM uh, in Discord, Sahasr Labat, uh, one of these presets. Um, and there's a way to replace the weights um, the, of the seed that it will generate, which I'll, i will also post that too so you can see how that works. I don't fully understand it because I just make other people generate them for me and I tell them what I want. But <laughs> if you did want to set your own weights, you can, and, and we will show you how. So. Um, cool. Okay. Moving on. Speaking of randomizing things, maybe more than you're used to. There is a new alpha right now, um, created by, did I put the person's name? It would be really dumb if I didn't. Oh no, I gotta go find it now uh i think it begins with an a i'll find it anyway um this is being colloquially colloquially known as dungeon door randomizer and it has the ability to actually switch around the super tiles in a dungeon so that the the dungeon itself will actually have the rooms in a different position than than you were used to and sometimes even cross dungeon i think that's also something being worked on um so basically, all of the super tiles of a given dungeon are shuffled. So you enter a door, and you're never quite sure what room you'll enter. Um, as of right now, the reports are that it is quite playable. I think there is one common Meyer soft lock that it seems like a few few people from our Discord sort of sort of ran into. Um, but it's other than that, pretty playable, pretty pretty reasonable to play. Um, is this something that either of you have any experience in? While well, I try to find the person that created it.
2: I mean, uh, there's a, we have a clip linked in our little outline here, which I'm sure you'll link in the description as well from Ack playing it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, we, we might have to talk about your definition of reasonable to play. It, it is <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> playable, but I, I wouldn't call it reasonable under any normal circumstances.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's probably fair. Uh you'll you'll just have to watch this this clip. It's it's actually really funny. It sort of did something to him that it doesn't seem like it's supposed to be allowed to do. Aranon, by the way, A-E-R-I-N-O-N is the one who has been working on this and developing it and and you know the community has been testing it out. So um we'll we'll post the link in the description if you want to give this a try. Like I said, it's in Alpha, so it's it's I think kinda glitchy. Or or it's not guaranteed to be one hundred percent beatable the way that you kind of have that guarantee with the Rando seed these days, but um, still being worked on If you want to check it out do. I'm sure probably at some point in the future We'll be updating with a more playable version And, and that might be a good time to jump into um, But man people just can't get enough Of this crazy game can they
2: Nope they sure can't
0: They just I'm, want to keep I am, shuffling it up
3: And I'm not surprised That we've come to, to rando. So it, I mean I, I've watched a bit of it And I'm like man this looks so confusing To me it's it's like a more in-depth entrance, obviously, and I'm I'm looking forward to playing it. I just honestly have not had the time to sit down and do it with the holidays. And I, the the one time that I had to play something semi-casually, I, I wanted to do a festive since that's going to be, you know, that limited time right. thing. So yeah. uh, at some point soon, I'll I'm gonna try to sit down and play a door a door randomizer pretty soon because yeah. it, it looks super fun.
0: It's just always so. There's so much rando to play. You know, it's it's hard to. Hard to find find the time and prioritize and all that. And, and we're just, we're honestly lucky. We're we're embarrassed with riches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final thing on the uh, docket to talk about here is we did have another release from the ALTTPR Racing Council. This is uh, titled Racing Community Update Number Two for December 2019. We will of course uh, throw a link in the description so you can read it yourself. But just to summarize real quick um it there's nothing too uh you know earth shattering they're just saying hey you know what a crazy year it's been and kind of wrapping things up a little bit Um, but they did have a few things to talk about here first one was minor glitch re-review and they looked at a few of the more recent minor glitches that have been announced or or discovered or come into popularity maybe i should say um and kind of designated is this one cool or is it not cool and i think most of them here they, they did designate to be okay. Specifically, they have listed here the invisible purple chest, which allows Link to pick up the purple chest, dash away, and then mirror to turn it in anyway. Um, kind of limited uh, you know, use to that, but you might find a time that you can use it. They deemed that uh, to be okay. Um, there's another one called Camera Unlock, where uh, clarification regarding alternate usages of unlocking the game camera in order to scroll enemies off screen um, and they have sort of documented all of those. Seems kind of boring to me. Uh, they've also got uh, <laughs> item-based ancilla deletion fake flippers that they talk about. Um, that also they say that's okay. Um, so these are some glitches. Uh, they also go into talking about a competitive rule set reference that they put together, which I know a lot of people have been asking about. You know, we we want to kind of be able to say like oh, just look to the NMG rules about what's allowed and what's not allowed. But as we know, you know, especially as we get more and more competitive in this environment, it, it doesn't quite always apply. So they've finally kind of taken to releasing a entire rule set of what is and is not allowed, every single thing broken down by line item. So there's absolutely no confusion in case you know something comes up. So we'll link that, of course, too, and it's linked in this document. But it, it is very tedious, but absolutely needed to be done um you know we, we needed to have this document to be able to point to just in case you know think, things came up so um very cool that we have that uh they've also talked a little bit about cheating and foul play um not too much to say here uh, but they say one final thing to recap i'm sure many of you saw a recent announcement regarding some foul play in one of the tournament qualifiers which we all know about and the council's unanimous conclusion that this player was achieving race results through illegitimate methods then they go on to say, "Well, we don't really have anything additional to add to what has already been said on the subject, at the very least, it's worth mentioning here as something that happened. And it's a good opportunity for us to remind everyone that we know keeping the playing field level and taking action against any forms of cheating is both one of the most unpleasant responsibilities we have as well, perhaps as well as perhaps the most important. Uh, I have to say I agree with them there. But I, I guess I like that they just took some time to say, You know, this is one of the reasons that we exist. We know that we want to acknowledge, you know, what we've done. We will continue to do that. We don't like it, but we're going to keep doing it. So, I thought it was cool. Yep.
3: Yeah, I I don't envy that position. Um, Yeah. I I've actually I had a few people, and I don't do you know I don't do a whole lot of like official SRL pickup races and dailies just because of timing and my personal life schedule. But you know, I had a few people did ask me, did you even apply to be on Racing Council? And I just I said no because I, I don't want that responsibility and i'm super thankful for those that do and um it's just one of those things of i feel like at that point it it almost becomes a job you know because you really have to invest a lot of time in doing some side things and that's that's good if you know you really have that desire and i'm glad people do so you know kudos to them and you know doing doing the hard stuff is kind of what i call it i'm i'm waiting for the the document that from them that basically is going to show us uh a glitch that's discovered or they they decide that that's no longer allowed. Something um, really
0: controversial, right?
3: Well, it's not that I want to see something controversial, it's just everything so far has been accepted. And that's fine by me. It's one of those things of I think, you know, the more variants we can do and, you know, is there they they've analyzed the gamble situation like Heropot. That's something very new. And the fact that we, you know, you can skip that big chest and you've already we've already seen, I think, in a couple of The group fall tournament matches where that actually cost somebody a bunch of time. Mm -hmm. So that the way they've kind of balanced it, I think, is great. But at the same time, I'm waiting to just see what, you know, if there is one that ends up getting banned or saying you can't do this anymore, just to see what it is. I know that hot topic everyone has in a way is hovering. A lot of people hate it, but we you know, but other anything in particular, I'm just looking to see how the community adapts
0: when we finally get something. That you know isn't going to be allowed. That's true. Yeah, I guess I guess I've sort of been waiting for that too. Now that you mentioned, it. like it, you know, everything has been what we thought it would be, um, and you know, eventually there will come that time where they they say something that is not what people expected, or maybe the opposite of what people thought they were going to say, or you know, something to, to that effect. And I think that will kind of be the first true test of like the racing council um you know and their their legitimacy and their their placement in this community but i I think everything they've said up to this point has really really helped them to like make a very strong case because i think they've done a really great job representing themselves and and you know the the decisions they've made and how they have communicated with the with the community so far is i mean they've they've earned my trust essentially i guess is what i mean to say
3: yeah i agree with that a hundred percent yeah
0: Um, So they mention a few new things in this document that we'll just go through real quick. Uh, The first one is they're setting up new pingable roles for race spoilers. Um, They've got uh, a race hype spoiler or uh, a race hype role that you can assign to yourself in the main uh, Discord. Race FYI, race sync, race rewind, and race clips. And those all are different types of things you might want to be notified about um in in you know in relation to tournaments that are going on or you know high profile races uh rule changes that you might need to know about things like that um so go ahead and check those out and be sure to sign yourself up for the ones that make sense for you another thing they're doing is uh, the race spoilers channel will be hidden from discord users who are actively racing uh, and they are using the new pingable racing rolls to do that, um, to essentially make you know these spoiler rolls hidden when you're racing. I think that's a really good idea. It's something I didn't even think about, but uh, it is kind of cool that they have you know already thought about that and are making sure it's taken care of.
3: Yeah, um, I do like that because you never know in in a group race, and you know obviously a lot of people could use the race spoilers channel potentially to you know, go from finishing say 20th out of 30 to maybe getting a 15th spot just to, you know, if if the SRL points are really what people worry about, but you know, that's not something
0: I really think people should be too stressed about personally. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For me, I'm always like, especially with the delays, I'm, I'm always so paranoid about like, okay, where can I say things right now? Like after I finish a race and I know I'm on the delay, like I don't even want to go to, like, a, a personal DM with somebody and say something because, like, I just don't know what's okay and what's right, right. you know? So, um, you know, it's they're on the same page, too. They, they want to make sure that nobody has access to anything they maybe shouldn't have or can say something that they shouldn't have and somebody reads it that shouldn't have read it. So I think that's good. Um, this is kind of interesting. New thing number three, a new Friday community race event. Um, so these are, uh, they're calling it casual Friday. It's, it's kind of more relaxed than average races. They're describing as semi-serious events designed to be part competitive race, part chill hang with pals, uh, where voice chat is encouraged. Uh, auto tracking is also allowed in these basically just like more lax community races where, um, these things that they've rolled out as not being okay are suddenly okay again. And I think that's kind of a cool way to, um you know make sure that everyone's included if someone felt like one of these changes sort of excluded them from being able to participate whether it be auto tracking or maybe they just really like to be on a voice chat and they don't feel like they want to do it if they can't this is sort of their chance to like get in on the fun again and not feel so excluded by some of the past decisions so i think that's kind of cool too yeah,
3: yeah i, I think agree it'll be
0: fun yeah. yeah yeah well i'll probably get into a few here I, friday <laughs> night's a perfect time for me to race personally that works out really well with my schedule usually Um, Here's another interesting one. New thing number four, new competitive rankings and competitive ladder. So we've talked a little bit in the past uh, in past episodes about trying to quantify one's ALTTPR skill and, you know, try to figure out, like, how do we like power rankings? You know, how do we get power rankings? Essentially, it is something that's on their radar and it looks like they are working on that, too. So they say stay tuned for more. So we will do that. Um, And then also they say they are accepting new racing council applications. So uh, I believe the term for the racing council is something like six months. Um, You know, when when you are accepted onto it, you're onto it for at least six months. And it looks like uh, we are kind of nearing the end of that first term. So they're looking for uh, maybe there's a few folks that are wanting to get out or, you know, maybe they're looking to expand how many they're going to have. Um, but if you are interested in joining the racing council, you know, ideally you're someone who races often or has some other, you know, um, you know, tie to a link to the past randomizer that would sort of qualify you to speak to what is fair for a race. Uh, and, of course, you know, occasionally have to deal with some uncomfortable situations. You can get in now. You can uh, there, There's a form here that we will uh, include where you can apply to be a member of the racing council in 2020. Not something I would want to do. Uh, I, nope. I like this job just fine. this works for me. I like yep. being able to just say what I whatever I feel like and not have to worry too much about the repercussions on my dumb show. Uh, but um, to those who want to be on the racing council, Godspeed and God bless you and uh, we'll 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 set that link up for you so you can you can apply. It. Um, and then in closing, they said, if you manage to make it to the end of this second document, then thanks so much for continuing to be a dedicated member of the race community. Your input continues to mean a lot to us and is taken into consideration on everything we review. We really mean it. I love that last <laughs> sentence. That they They had to let you know that they, hey, hey, we really mean it. Is it one of those
3: genuine really mean it or is it like what is it or is it like one of those like playful condescending (laughs) we (laughs) really mean it i'm kidding i mean i mean i'm sure that you know when you okay so even if you look at the formatting of this document you know the (laughs) last one they put out as well and how much time effort goes into this the fact that people are reading it and commenting on it basically in the main discord or the the main randomizer discord you know racing council channel I think that helps whoever is on the racing council feel that their work is uh, respected and validated, if you want to say that. Mm -hmm. Because if you felt like it's, you know, you can tie this to a lot of things, especially with, we'll say, streaming. If you feel like nobody is getting anything out of what you're doing, then it's going to make people feel, you know, they're going to have less of a desire to do it. So the more people that read these and, you know, maybe without being too obnoxious for lack of a better word put their input in on you know and let them know like be a little vocal just don't be you know obnoxious about it and that that i think that helps them and it also helps fuel them personally that that's kind of my take i can't speak for them specifically but if i was in that position i would want to hear more feedback from as many runners as i possibly can absolutely
0: absolutely yeah, I mean, I, I thrive off of that in, in this show, you know, if we posted episodes of this show, and then there was no feedback, I don't know if there would still be a show after a couple episodes, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so important to get that that validation of like, you know, not even to say we like what you're doing, just that, you know, we're paying attention to what you're doing. And, and it's, it's affecting the community in some way. And and certainly the racing council is, is absolutely doing that. And, and like I said, I think doing doing a really great job. So Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Well, that's that document. Like I said, if you have any questions about any of that, be sure to actually read through it yourself. It's, it's relatively short. It's about eight pages, but there's a lot of like spaces and pictures and stuff. So it's not a full eight pages. Uh, but go check that out. Um, and, you know, with that, I think that's all of the news. That was it was a lot. I, I say that's all like, you know, like it wasn't a big deal. But that was a lot of stuff we just went over.
2: Yeah, that was a lot of stuff. Yeah.
0: Those a lot happened too, in two it. weeks. A lot happened in two weeks. It really did. Mm hmm. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, I guess uh, with that, though, it's it's time to to wrap this up. So uh, no fetch questions this time, but we do have to talk a little bit about new 2020 rando resolutions. This is something we started last year. In uh, a a quick uh, kind of fifteen minute episode, talked a little bit about them. It was a pretty pretty strong response to them. A lot of people uh, kept you know kept up with them throughout the year. It was cool to see someone kind of pop in and be like, oh hey, I I uh, finally you know passed one of my goals or you know achieved achieved one of my goals. It was it was cool to see. Um, for me, I talked about them a little bit last time, but I, I I got two out of three, which I'll I'll take. Um, random resolutions for twenty twenty though. Have you guys thought a little bit about what you want to be able to say you've accomplished by the end of 2020 in terms of link to the past randomizer
2: i mean for me that's pretty easy because for me it's just to play more again what, really... if, what if
0: do you want to try to make it quantifiable like what if you committed to like a seat a month do you think yeah. that's reasonable
2: probably not
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> maybe a seat every other month <laughs>
2: I mean, I've, I just feel like even starting to play again will probably be a good start for me.
0: What about play one time <laughs>
2: for the whole year? Yeah, I can probably manage that. I would okay. say I, I go for that. Yes,
0: I, I would love to see you play one time between now and March thirty first.
2: On the thirty first, yeah, maybe
0: it's three. It's a quarter of a year. Hmm. Okay. All right, that's your random resolution. You're gonna play one time between now and March thirty first. Okay. All right, Dante, what about you? I mean, you're a pretty accomplished runner, so yours, yours I have to imagine, are going to be Man, pretty... you keep using that word. <laughs> uh, so, uh, probably,
3: one thing I've gotten into recently, thanks to various multi-worlds, is overworld glitches and learning those. So, my goal, I guess, if I'm going to have one... Uh, I still need to carry over last year's of playing more expert mode seeds. And I know that's changed with V31 is how that works. But um, I feel like I, I need to do that more just to tighten up execution a bit. But I do want to get into overworld glitches more so than I am or am currently. I've done a few seeds of it. It's kind of, you learn, it's like doing entrance for the first time, like the first few times. You always learn something new, like, oh, I didn't know that was in logic or something i could do so that's that's something i kind of want to kind of dip my toe in the
0: water so to speak and play those a bit cool okay for me so i i managed to get under that 140 i think it's like a one my pv is like 137 something now um i don't think i want to like try to push that down more because at this point i feel like it's more just going to come down to my you know execution and and rolling a good seed so i'm going to focus more on execution type stuff um Specifically, I want to finally figure out spooky action uh, in Meyer. I want to figure out the spooky Meyer glitch. Uh, we, I know we had it very, uh, very uh, eloquently explained to us a, a couple of uh, episodes ago in an email. So I'm going to finally sit down, figure that out, make sure that's consistent. That shouldn't take long, but you know, sometimes it takes a resolution to get stuff like this done. Um, so that is something I'm going to be working on. Um, and generally, I mean, I try to make these specific. I I don't want to say generally too much, but, um, Heripot, I guess I'll, I'll just go ahead and commit. That's another one since that it, it's sort of a newer glitch. I feel like we haven't talked about it a whole lot on this show. Cause it's not something that I mean, I've seen gifs of people doing it and I, I get an idea of how it works and why it's good, but. I feel like that's something I I can I need to just go ahead and commit to learning and, and can share on the podcast then. And it's a good way to save you from having to take a coffee break. I know that much. So I'm going to say those two glitches are two that I want to be able to make sure that I can do comfortably by the end of the year. Seems pretty pretty manageable to me.
3: I think you can do that.
0: Yeah, you know that I mean?
2: sounds pretty good to me. I
3: think so, too. So. You could get in with people in the Go Mode Discord. You could get in voice chat with some people and kind of stream something and probably learn both of those in one night. I think yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's definitely something that can be done. So I, I have full faith you'll get, uh, get that accomplished.
0: Yeah. And it's not even going to be like, a, like, can I physically do it? It's more of like a, am I going to make the time to do that kind of thing? Like, you know, when I do have limited time for rando, it's usually not, it doesn't occur to me to like, practice you know or it does occur to me but i would rather like do a seed or you know do do something like that so or like watch somebody in our community you know stream or something so right it's just gonna it's something you just have to take time to do and that's that's essentially what i'm what i'm saying is i I will i will take the time to do it in in 20 in 2020 so all right moving on from the rando resolutions oh last thing on that uh, we'd love to hear your rando resolutions, especially if it's something we can help you with or if you just want to make that known so that it has been said out loud somewhere and you're accountable for it. Uh, you can use our rando resolutions chat in our in our Discord um, to talk about those. So uh, be sure to do that. Uh, last thing we have here are our biweekly seeds. So the last one we had was just regular 7-7 seed and nothing too exciting about that. I actually haven't played it yet. I think I'm going to try to do it tomorrow um and then we had that lowest percent seed i haven't even gen it yet I, I no one's really asked me for it either so i don't feel <laughs> too bad at, but i, I will like that i think I'll, I'll probably just go ahead and put it out at the same time as this seed uh the, the next one we do and yeah, if you want to do I'm it then go for to it. that you're, you're gonna do it
3: yeah I, I want to like if i'm gonna it may not be within that two week period but i i want to play that uh so one thing that we to a few people about it and it, yeah. it sounds like something really fun to do
0: so one thing that we realized uh, in talking in the Discord, it was, I think it was maybe Chirality or somebody like that we were chatting, was like, wait, so can you even beat Ganon with, with this like low percent setup? And it turns out, so I gave you the Fire Rod but no Lamp and Master Sword Silverless. So basically you have to uh, get the Torch Glitch with the Fire Rod and hit Ganon three times uh, before you have to relight the Torch each time. Because you have to you have to hit him 24 times, and you get eight shots with the fire rod. So eight times you have to get a triple in order to do this. so I mean, we did say it was going to be a hard seed, so why should the Ganon fight be any different? Yeah, I mean, that's true. I, I think what I probably will do is I'll put the lamp on the pyramid, so that will at least give you a little bit of a easier shot. It's still mm-hmm. one hit KO. But, you know, if if your final item count is 18 instead of 17, I will still be very, very impressed with you.
3: Hey guys, Dante here, coming at you with the bi-weekly seed for episode 37. Uh, Herf and Temp have asked me to select the mode. We're going to be doing an open 7-7 again, but the caveat this time, we're doing swordless. And I'm going to give you guys some things to make this a little easier early on. A hammer is going to be placed inside of Link's House, as well as Half Magic and Sanctuary. Both of your progressive armors are going to be in Kakariko, as well as some heart containers. So we're also going to give you the convenience of some bombs up in Lost Woods, so Kakariko should be a pretty free play. That being said, I want to say welcome to Swordless Mode if you've never played it. And if you have, welcome back. This one should be somewhat easier than looking for a hammer for forever. So, if you have questions on how Swordless Mode works, be sure to ask in the Discord. If you want to ping me, feel free, and I will give you guys uh, at least the information that I know. So, good luck, and we'll see you guys on the
0: leaderboards. Actually, to be honest, uh, and you probably already know this, if you're listening to this, I think we're going to release this one one day early. Um, It's actually my birthday today, so happy birthday, Temp.
2: Happy birthday,
0: even though it's not really your birthday while we're recording this.
2: Well, yeah, December 31st (laughs) is my birthday.
0: So, Um, Cool. All right. Well, it's about that time. Um, Let's go ahead and wrap this up. You guys already know how you can get in touch with us. Uh, We're at gomodepodcast.com. You can email us, email at gomodepodcast.com. Our Discord, obviously, we'd love to see you in there. We'll have a link to join that in the description. You can also uh, reach out to us through the contact form on our website, and we're on Twitter. Echo mode podcast. So those are all good ways to get in touch with us, uh, Dante, my man. If people want to watch you play Randomizer, where do they go?
3: Uh, you can go to Twitch.tv slash Danty with three A's. So D A A A N T Y. I know we're... that's like so, so complicated, but that <laughs> so how did bit... that
0: come about? Oh,
3: oh man, do you not want to <laughs> get into it? So the short version is. Uh, It's basically, the three A's is, it used to be the highest score in Dance Dance Revolution. And that's kind of a play on one of my names, in a way. So, it's, uh, we we changed a few things and added a bunch of A's. So, that is kind of how that tag came about, because it was initially from uh, Rhythm Games. And, I mean, I still have it with still playing Rhythm Games and so on, but... It's been really interesting coming over to like this community over the last couple years and being restreamed a couple times and hearing uh, different pronunciations and I, I want someone to accidentally call me Donatello one day. That would like be that would be the absolute dream. But uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of how that came about.
0: That makes perfect sense now that you say that. Because on your Twitter, you post you're like, oh, I just got triple A on this one today, and it's it's like a, a DDR kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. That's awesome uh herf we know we know where you're at but why don't you remind us one more time if, if we want to see you play rando at some point between now and march 31st <laughs> yeah, what would probably, be the place for that
2: uh, hell probably has to freeze over before that happens but <laughs> uh, assuming it will ever happen again you can see it at twitch.tv slash excellent
0: okay and i'm at uh, twitch.tv slash temp underscore Um, You're just as likely to see me play rando as you are to see me do a music stream. I've been doing a few of those recently where I'll write some music uh, for the podcast or, you know, soon we'll be starting on our MSU streams. That's another resolution is I absolutely want to have that done before the end of next year. I really want to have it done sooner than that, but we'll just go ahead and make that a resolution just in case so I can't back out of it. Uh, Timp.msu coming coming to you before the conclusion of 2020 and you can watch me uh, make it at twitch.tv slash Tip underscore also should shout out the go mode podcast twitch where you can watch challenge cup races be restreamed that's twitch.tv slash go mode podcast huge shout out to our bws restream crew uh, and all of the comms and trackers and restreamers helping us out with that we greatly appreciate your time. They do it because they love it. They're not even doing it because we're asking them to. They just do it because they, they enjoy doing it. And, and that's super awesome. We really appreciate your efforts. And uh, if you're listening, maybe maybe go check out some of their restreams. They've gotten pretty dang good at them. So um, I think that is going to do it for us. Any final thoughts before we uh, leave this this uh, this year, this 2019 year?
2: Uh, well for me, I just want to say I'm very excited to work with Dante in the future uh, I think if anything this episode has shown us that he's gonna be a very good fit for us and uh, I'm not worried at all I think it's gonna be great and I'm very happy to have him on absolutely
3: yeah you know, I appreciate it um I'll also make the joke that I, I I don't know if that's a a sincere thing like the thing we were talking about in the <laughs> in the uh council memo <laughs> or if it's cotton. I'm kidding but no, uh, dan
0: Dante we really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, can you tell? Uh, yeah, oh yeah,
3: sure. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm super excited for this, this opportunity. And uh, I don't know, hopefully, you know, I feel like hopefully I can add something. And if, if not, then I'll just, you know, I'll leave. But if, <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if, <laughs> if I can add something, that's great. I, I will say that um, when, when this, you know, I, I should have mentioned this earlier when, Uh, temp initially messaged me about this like the first thing i thought was i'm I'm gonna miss axial like like a lot because i I really you know personally i enjoyed um i enjoyed hearing him and his his takes a lot even though we didn't agree on some rando things like maybe hovering but uh (laughs) but you know it was i I really enjoyed you know having or listening to axial and I'm not going to enjoy listening to myself, but I'm going to do it so I can try to get better at it. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. I'm, I'm looking forward to working with you guys. Awesome.
0: Yeah, know, I I already know this is going to be a great fit. There was not a doubt in my mind. The thing with Dante is like, I, I don't know if this is the, the right way to have a human interaction, but Dante reminds me so much of, people i have known in the past that i have adored like friends of mine that i've Aww. been like oh i love that guy and it's like when i met dante it was like i got that same sort of vibe from him and i just kind of immediately escalated to like oh yeah this is one of my best friends now you know where it's like <laughs> and that you know I, that makes a lot of assumptions about you just based on you know like the little that i did know about you at that time but i one thing has has proven true which is that just, you're just like an awesome dude really you know reliable and uh very very good at rando and and very easy to talk to so for for all those reasons we're super excited to have you i'm gonna get um, that
3: soundbite of you saying i'm reliable <laughs> and um, hey, you can quote I'm me on a, that i'm, I'm gonna busting. take that too i'm gonna take that to like my job just
0: in case and i'm gonna <laughs> let my wife hear that one too so <laughs> Mm-hmm. please do yeah i can ringtone it for you if you want after this oh man yeah. <laughs> um and on a final note um i i absolutely love that you you mentioned axial and i, I did just want to say axial i know you're listening to this we love you buddy we've we've absolutely loved having you on the show it, it wouldn't be what it is today without you helping to guide it and and your um you know awesome energy that you brought every time and uh we love you we're we're you know, we're not going anywhere. You'll still hear from Axial in the Discord from time to time. He's, he's still going to be around. Um, but, uh, yeah, huge shout-outs to Axiel for everything you you gave to the show. And, uh, yeah, super excited. Super excited to have you, Dante. And uh, I guess on that, we'll go ahead and close out this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a wonderful New Year's Eve, and we will see you in 2020. Thanks a lot. Time to mirror out.